0: Have you ever wondered how some of the most groundbreaking medical breakthroughs came to be, how a simple mishap in the lab, unplanned observation, or an unattended experiment turned into life-changing marvels? Thank you for coming back to Trials and Tribulations, Happy Accidents That Led to Groundbreaking Discoveries Part 4. I'm Anna. I'm Alexandria. And this is The Tea and STEM. All right, story number one is called, Spiky Frogs Are Not Friends. (laughs) Okay, so in 2015-ish, Carlos Jared was conducting field work in the jungle of Brazil. He picked up this cute little frog, and the frog was twisted around in his hand and banged in like this like inner part of his index finger here, mm-hmm. and so he, he dropped the frog. It was excruciating pain that ran up his arm, up Jared's arm, for like five hours. It was horrible. Did he go to the hospital? You know what? He didn't didn't say what he did, except just thriving in pain. Uh, He ended up capturing this frog and going back to his lab. And I don't know what he did to medically treat himself. Why doesn't anybody ever talk about like, oh, I got hurt. And then these are all the things that I did to fix it. No, us STEM people go into the science of, let me tell you what it is that caused that excruciating pain. He figures out that this frog retracted the skin around its upper lip, and there was bony spines, and its self-defense mechanism was to slam its head into its predator or its victim, and these little spines had venom in there that would go right into the bloodstream. Mm-hmm. So, so like a
1: snake bite or a bite or something, but instead of biting down, you're pushing in like a yeah. like a stinger.
0: Right. It was like all these little spikies that just slammed right into the hand, full of this toxic toxic serum, and went right into the bloodstream. It had. It turns out that the frog toxic toxic mucus was twice as potent as the venom of a Brazilian pit viper, which apparently like I don't know anything about you know venomous animals or lizards or any of those things but it's absolutely horrible
1: i know there's that one guy on i think it's tiktok or something that does the he purposely
0: gets bit by things things to see what it's like and he reports like here's
1: what i experienced here's what to know right which i appreciate because i can't watch it it makes me sweat when else would i know what happens when you step on an urchin yeah but at the same time i'm like (sighs) oh
0: so he you know he found out and actually I got it, I printed out a picture to show you this is the skull of this frog and you see all those little spikies on it yeah it's like I'll just describe it here it looks like a normal
1: skull from the top but all along underneath the nose where you would normally see the top of your jaw is dozens and dozens of like these little Comb. spike rows like, almost like those things that come down in caves yeah that like
0: grow down but Coming out of the skull. Right, it's almost like the teeth of a comb that come out. Well, when the skin's over it, you can even see these little ridges and these little bumps. Like, it's clearly there. They're little, They're called, like, spines. Uh, Mr. Carlos Jared here, he actually found another frog that had this same texture on the outside where these little spines stuck out from the skin. Smart man, he learned, did not pick it up. He put it into a container, he took it back, and he tested it as well. Sure enough... It had the same self-defense mechanism. It was a different type of frog, right? So then this other friend, his name is Brody. He was from the University of Utah. It was in a similar situation, but it was with a salamander. He's with his scientific class, and he's laying there, and he takes a long piece of grass, and he's touching the salamander with the grass up against these spiny bumps in the salamander. And this little salamander guy shot out oozy, toxins right into Brody's eye see that's why you wear PPE that's why you wear PPE (laughs) you never know what's gonna shoot out at you (laughs) it temporarily blinded him he was in excruciating pain he said it's the worst thing he ever felt he sat there and tried to flush it all out with water Um, turns out that the toxin was not flushable by water which of course at the time he didn't know that he also didn't know it was temporary blindness He didn't know when it was going to go away. Oh,
1: that'd be terrifying.
0: Because of these three incidents with spiny frogs and salamanders, they understood that these types of creatures that have these spiny bits on them are most likely to have toxic traits to them. And they were able to share that with the scientific community, and they're now considered the poisonous reptile group.
1: That is interesting. I do want to know when they retract their skin to poke out these spines? Does it, like, rip through the skin? Does the skin, like, mm. open, like, little flaps? Or is it, like, kind of, like, going through a
0: pore?
1: What is that like?
0: So in the link that we could put with this uh, podcast here is the article that has the picture of what the frog looks mm-hmm. like, and you can see it with its little retractions. It's just like the skull looks like with this thin layer of, of tissue over it. There, I mean, it's bone. It's like yeah. little fingers pointing out. I just imagined in my Little head, needles. like, if you've ever gotten
1: thorns from a bush, like, in your yeah. leg, and when you go to push them out, like, ones that aren't bloody but are just in your skin layer, and they kind of just pop out, yeah, and your skin just kind of closes afterwards, but there definitely was a puncture there, right? if it's something like that. Mm. So I'd be
0: curious to see, like, what's the
1: skin when you take it off?
0: Yeah, I have no idea. I wish it was pictures of, like, his injuries. You mm-hmm. could see what it looked like and, and documented that way, but there, that is not on there. All right, story two. This one's called Weird Drops. Weird Drops. Weird Drops, all right. We know about Weird Drops. All right, so Nate Sierra, he was studying food coloring. Weird thing to study, but I thought wasps were weird. But wasps wasps are very interesting now. I want to watch a reality show all based about wasps. So here we go. Food coloring. He put a drop of food coloring in a Petri dish and then another color, a different color, on top of it. They literally danced around each other like if they were alive like if they were avoiding each other kind of like when you put oil and water together like droplets next to each other and they don't something similar Mm -hmm. yeah he's like but it was like the way he described it was i'm gonna use the colors these weren't the colors that he used but red was in the middle he dropped blue on top the blue went around the red and was being pushed away from the red like they were communicating. Like, hey, bro, this is my space. Yeah. Gets out of my space kind of a way. Okay. Um, it's like they were alive. It took him three years to figure out why the food coloring droplets did this. And would it do it every single
1: time? Was it like a... It was consistent. Was it like a like a film? Like, you
0: know how a water droplet kind of has its own little film until it gets right. broken? No. I know. Tell I'm sorry, me. I can only imagine that the three years of sitting here, like, trying to have a conversation with my husband about the groceries, and I'm just off into my own mind I'm like, why are those damn food colorings not talking to each other and mixing like they should be? Why are they avoiding each like that's where my brain's going. I am mm-hmm. not talking about the groceries at all. Anyways, so it turns out after three years, it's a simple physical phenomenon called surface tension and evaporation. That's it. That's what he concludes to. That's what he concluded. That's what he concluded. But because of this conclusion, the vapors given off by one droplet droplet acted like a signal to the other, and they were technically communicating to each other. But they're not alive. Yeah. But they were communicating through their vapors. Yeah. Uh, the uncovered of this concept could actually create a autonomic liquid machines such as self-cleaning solar panels. That's their concept and their goal, and that's what they're taking with it.
1: I guess this does lead, you know, surface tension is something that's used a lot. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we come across problems that have very simple solutions, but we're so... In the thick of it. In the thick of it. And Anna and I see this every day where we don't even see solutions to our own problems because we're inside the problem. Yep. And, you know, it could always lead to a new viewpoint if these self-cleaning solar panels hadn't been really thought of or a solution hadn't been found before. Sometimes all it takes is solving the same problem again, but a different way. A different way.
0: That is the weird droplet story. I like it. Yep. Simple solutions. All right. The last one. And this is a historical story and it's called The Gun Sight to Glue. The Gun Sight to Glue. (laughs) Say that three times fast. (laughs) Gun sight to glue. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, so in 1942, Dr. Coover, uh, he was trying to make this clear plastic gun sight. You know, like the thing that goes on top of the gun so you can see through? Okay. He wanted to make one like his World War II Allied Forces had, and it was clear and it was plastic, and so he was mixing all these chemicals together. He accidentally made this super sicky stuff. He just couldn't get it to work right. He pushed his little project aside for like nine years and then finally he picked it back up again and tried to make this gun sight again but instead he just dived deeper into this sticky substance that we now have is called glue. really <laughs> yeah that's a fun one i know isn't it weird though yeah like oh, dang it i can't get it to work screw this push it off the side And then you calm down after you're angry at yourself for ever how long. And you're like, hmm, I wonder if I can commercialize this. Because I could get two things that are, you know, a tin can and a plastic cup to stick together and stay stuck for years. Yeah.
1: That is crazy. I never thought of super glue being related
0: to plastic. Mm -hmm. But that makes sense of how strong it gets. And when it hardens. Mm
1: -hmm. And how much
0: it hardens. And it's so fun to me to think of like the silliest things that we use every day, mm-hmm. like super glue and like liquid nails like yeah. we just used to hang our sign with and how it just came to be. It's not like somebody was out there trying to make super glue. It just kind of accidentally happened. They're like, huh, look at mm-hmm. that. I guess I'll, I'll patent this and figure this out somehow. I mean, I don't know. I know a little bit about plastics, but
1: not as far as like creating whatever kind of plastic he was doing. I've made right. polyethylene chains before, mm-hmm. like in university, where you, you mix all the liquids in the tube and you just, like, spin and it makes this snake, basically, that you just pull out. Yeah. And you can get feet and feet and feet of this, like, chain out of this chemical reaction. Mm-hmm. And he just happened to get goo. He got goo. He got goo. Just sticky goo that's stuck forever.
0: Mm-hmm. I wonder if he got his hand stuck to anything.
1: Mm-hmm. He had to have touched it. He had to have touched it. <laughs> says what PPE is for. (laughs) That's twice, now. That's the story of today. Wear your PPE. Please Please.
0: wear your PPE. (laughs) Don't pick up animals. That might be poisonous. Right? If poor Jared just had, like, one of those quicker grabber, picker-upper guys Mm -hmm. that Grandma has, could have got that frog and not gotten bitten, but he could have still figured it out somehow if... Braden or whatever guy had some goggles on. He wouldn't have gotten shot in the eye. Could have still figured out the answer. Just not the hard way. And maybe Dr. Coover, in my mind, he's glued his hands together, but probably didn't. <laughs> but maybe he could have glued gloves together. Well, I said. am
1: thankful for the super glue because that comes in handy. So, <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I You're
0: talking wound
1: care.
0: You're oh, talking yeah. talking
1: general house repairs. Mm-hmm. That stuff is great. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing, Anna. Yeah, weird stories. Also. Weird um, stories. So subscribe. Email us if you guys... Ha- have anything you'd like us Mm -hmm. to talk about, and we'll see you next week.